Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we've got another sponsor to tell you about. Phil Supreme. They're a nationally recognized brand who offer only the very highest quality of natural supplements. Their extensive range includes a range of medicinal mushrooms, nootropics, anti-aging products, gut support products, green powders, vitamins, and much more. Yep, they've worked with fighters from all the top promotions, including UFC, Bellator, Brave, and Cage Warriors, with a solid reputation of providing results. So check them out on Instagram, which is at Phil underscore Supreme or their website, www.philsupreme.co.uk, and make sure you use the code MMAFAN for a cool 15% off your first order. Don't say we don't spoil you. Hello, and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me as ever. Blake Harrison, how you doing, mate? Very good, mate. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I feel I feel um, more underprepared than usual, if that's possible. I'm just going to get that out of the way before anyone else starts digging in with gags. But <laughs> but um, but yeah, I've not seen. Uh, we're recording this on the 16th, and I've not seen last night's event. But we'll get on to that because the purpose of today's show is to look ahead uh, to 270. And joining us um, for the pre-show. We've got the full gang back, and uh, we've got Scroobius Pip and Sh- uh, Brian Lacey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you, boys? You good? All good, mate. All good. Got, got to be honest, I'm sweating a little. I'm sweating. <laughs> I, I got benched for the big cup final. And now I've really got to put in a performance <laughs> to find my place on the team. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, so, um, uh, two seventy is the card that we we you know we plan to talk at length about, but there's been so many sort of cancellations again, which we'll get on to. Um, uh, there's obviously still some crackers on here. So, or or the cancellations p- played into my night. L- oh, okay. Last night, I was like, as 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 we've discussed, kind of privately, been itching for fights, and because I stay up and watch them live. I had my takeaway, I had my drinks, all there ready for nine o'clock. And then it didn't start till 10 because of the <laughs> the, the cancelled f- f- fights. And by about half 12, I was sick of MMA because <laughs> there weren't any finishes. I was, I was so, I was buzzing for 2022 and I was like, four decisions in a row. I was ready for the, 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 the picket Holmes fight to be a banger and it was a decision and caught in the decision yeah again it turned out as i'm sure we'll discuss the main event was amazing amazing the co-main was good fun but yeah i got two and a half hours in last night and i was i was i was, I was ready to call it a year well, i mean sh- should we talk about last night's before we get on to, to 270 because i'm sure there's not loads to talk about from last night i've not seen it what i have seen uh is a picture of the the the, the, the two fighters from the main card to me it looked like it was a bit of a war yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a cracking main event. I mean, the card itself, like the, the main card, it, it was fine. There was some good fights on it, as Pip pointed out. Roy Valbontarin was was interesting. Um, um, Borashev versus Bush was a really good one. Oh Borashev knew, like, the Russian guy. It was only, was it his second fight in the UFC, or was it his debut? I can't remember. His second fight in the UFC, yeah. was it? Or, or, yeah. or that was well, the one that woke me up because he was um, proper up. Yeah, for that it and body looked, shot yeah. was really something else. That that was really oh. special. Um, and then uh, obviously we mainly talk about the main event and 
I was so impressed with Calvin Cater. It was basically a year to the day. It was about, I think, 364 days apart from his such a lopsided loss to Max Holloway to that incredible performance that he put on last night. Now, I wouldn't say that the fight was as lopsided as the Holloway fight, even though the scorecards would suggest it was. Because uh, it was like 50-45, 50-45, 50-44 maybe at one point. I'm not sure. but um, So the, the, oh, the scorecards yeah, yeah. were very lopsided. But it was an incredible performance. And I think really there's, there's a narrative out there at the moment of like, oh, Giga was talking all this trash kind of leading up to the fight, not necessarily towards Cater, but towards Volkanovski and Korean Zombie because obviously – I was thinking it might be a good idea for the UFC to wait to see the result of this fight mm. and then book Giga versus Volkanovski after Holloway's dropped out. Um, and instead, they went with Korean Zombie. And clearly, it was it was the right call because it gives everyone more time to, to, to get ready for the fight and everything. And Giga didn't win. But there's a narrative that maybe Giga was looking past Cater. But I don't think if he was looking past Cater, which he might have been a little bit, I don't think that actually would have had much of an impact on the result of the fight because stylistically it seems like Cater was just so difficult for Giga because he just kept marauding forward, kept taking punches to give punches. The cardio, it was just relentless. And Giga after like, even almost like the start of round two, you could feel his, his power, particularly his kicking power sort of fade away. And that seems to be the most, um, lethal part of his game is those kicks and Cater just kind of took that away from him. I, th- I think the fight IQ on display was just amazing. He fought the perfect fight against Giga. The the holding him down for a chunk yeah. of the first round to, to, to get rid of that initial explosive energy and then keeping him on the back foot constantly. And he made Giga yeah. look bad like at, at points, at points. And that's, I think that happens a lot with people who who really fight um, unorthodox and up on their feet, like 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 a a, a Cruz as as the easy example. When Cruz looks bad, you think he's falling about and stumbling because he's not got that strict tight foot placement and all that. So when you start to get caught off or start to get a bit out of breath or wobbly, you look as if you're in an absolute state. And I think MMA gives you a really I was going to say, I mean, as a fan, it gives you a short-term memory. I mean, we can talk about concussions another time, but it, I think it gives you a short-term memory because the people that, that Calvin has beaten with Ige, Stevens, Lamas, like amazing people, but you yeah. think of that Holloway fight and you think, oh, he's not at that level. He's not at the top level. It's like, no, he he wasn't. Max was on a different level to anyone he could have been in there against on that night. Um because again, his his only losses are like Max Zabit, Moicano. Like in in recent years, it's like it, it seems mad that me and loads of people were like, as you, as you were saying, Blake Giga w- yeah. wins this, and then he steps in and does that. It's like, mate, he 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 shut everyone up and gloriously. I thought, so. um, I thought exactly what you two thought. That's a that's a brilliant breakdown as far as. It was a great main event, technically as well. Kater just executed the perfect game plan. And Michael Chandler tweeted in the middle of the fight, he said, uh, Kater's just more willing to be in range. He's more willing to be in the range where he's willing to get hit and to, to give damage. And that, that seemed to be the thing. Over the, um, the whole fight, it was, it was, it, you've mentioned him twice, you've mentioned that fight twice. By the end of it, all I kept thinking is, how, I've even written it down, how good is Max Holloway? How good is Max Holloway? Yeah, it yeah. also shows me, especially when yeah. we're talking about everyone jumping up to be the replacement for him. You got Yair, you had Korean Zombie, Qatar. Um, it's like, it's almost the two, at the top of it, it's almost a division just with those two, right? Volkanovski. Yes. And, uh, yeah. uh, and um, where am I? Holloway. Um, the interesting so thing would be fight, to maybe throw AJ McKee <laughs> into the mix if he moves over from mm. Bellator, see where that goes. I mean, if that, if that, because I, I feel like you know, I almost forgot how good Calvin was, almost forgot just because of the beating Max Holloway put on him. But at the end of it, you're like, that was that's how good he is, but he's still miles behind yeah. Max Holloway. And Volkanovski yeah, and Max mad, Holloway are so leaps and bounds in front. I think the <clears throat> Korean zombie fight will be fun for a bit, 
mm-hmm. and then I think uh, Volkanovski will, will, will take over. But for me, after watching that fight, as fun as it was and as tough as they both are and as beautiful as those little duck under elbows that uh, Cattell was doing all the way through the, through the fight, um, all I kept thinking was, especially with all the, the, the news that's been on with the cancellation of uh, Holloway Volkanovski, is there's, there's no one else, right, for that belt. It has to be those two at the top of that division. Well, yeah. Well, let's, let's touch on that before we, we move on to 270. I mean, what, what's everyone's thoughts on Korean Zombie getting that shot? Who else is there, really? I mean, it's it's yeah. a weird thing. As you said, that featherweight division, I think, is really exciting. I think over the course of the next few months, it could overtake bantamweight in my eyes just because of how great it is. But the one thing it has is two fighters that do seem, as you said, Brian, in their own league and everyone else is kind of playing catch up. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ortega's just fought for the belt. He came up short. Uh, Arnold Allen needs a couple more wins. Uh, uh, Josh Emmett needs more wins. I mean, you go through loads of them and just go, uh, everyone else needs to do more to get that fight. And Giga, I thought, was the only one that if he beat Cater, I would have said, Give Giga the shot. He deserves it. He would have been on like, I don't know, a six, seven, eight, nine with eight, eight, fight, fights eight fight win streak. I mean, so that would have made sense. But now he's fallen short. And Cater, that dominant loss to Holloway is still sort of fresh in our minds, despite last night's brilliant win. So he still needs at least one more good win against an Ortega or a Rodriguez or something like that. So there is no one else. It had to be Zombie because he's the only guy really that's up there that's coming off a win. I th- I, th- I think he's the perfect ch- choice because, like, I know Emmett really w- wanted it, but we y- you throw Emmett in there, and the only chance of him winning is going to be a, a Matt Serra type. He catches him, and then you have to do the rematch, and it kind of gets written out of him. Like with GSP, no one really thinks about him losing it to Serra. You think of it as, oh, he got caught, and that was it. Unlike, like, like when... F- Frankie Edgar came up and dominated BJ and like when you've got a champion that good you don't want it to be derailed by a puncher's chance as such and if you're putting Emmett in there at this stage it feels like it'd be like with the greatest respect but as you say there's just such a level ahead so it feels like a zombie will go in there stand his ground he is really good everywhere but yeah it does feel like it'll just be wait for him to to step and up a gear. Cejudo, was that just chat? Was anyone taking that seriously? I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Listen, I, I would, story I would line, have loved the, it, the, but, yeah. the promotion, the short promotion you would have got, the bump you would have got with Henry Cejudo, I, I think I think it's almost mad that they didn't consider it more. I don't, well, you, you don't know how, how much they... <laughs> I thought the short promotion was like the gay pound <laughs> and, and things like that because they're both little people <laughs> that they'd really that's, do. That's right. Um, but yeah, money. I think that that for me would have been just mega. That potentially three weight world champion Henry Seward coming back, an Olympian. Yeah. He's he's he is that king of cringe and all, but he's great at promo and he's mm. he's so good at fighting. He is so good at fighting. Yeah. There's uh, clear, clearly a lot of politics going on behind the scenes, though, with that and Dana and 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 the other guys. I mean, I think I reckon the retirement shocked them, and I think they're almost going, no, you're you. You're not as big a star as you think you are in terms of pay-per-view numbers, and there's going to be though these arguments yeah. over over money now. And I think Dana White came out and said this conversation is, I think, quote, just fucking silly, <laughs> because he's not fought for two and a bit years, and you're throwing him in there upper weight class. I mean, we've seen him do stuff like that before. This well, isn't we, we, totally we're silly. Exactly. Michael Bisping, exactly. Jumping welterweight to go claim the yeah. title and just leaving it. Yeah, I've got yeah. it. Done. See but I later. think that's the thing. I think he's like, well, for Cejudo, if Cejudo came in and did that, he could command all sorts of zeros at the end of his contracts. Um, and I don't think the UFC would would be wanting to do that. And that's why they don't want to give him that power. Having said that, if he were to come back, win a couple of fights at Bantamweight, including maybe beating Peter Yarn for the belt, and then wanted to step up, I think think they'd have to go for it. But they're not going to let him come in and just mess around with a division and then walk away again because it, it does disservice because 
Peter Yarn, I think, is is at the moment the greatest bantamweight on the planet, and I think Cejudo would struggle with Yarn, but it'd be a fantastic fight. Um, but there's always going to be that lingering thing of, oh yeah, but Cejudo was never beat. It's a bit like John Jones at light heavyweight. John Jones is always going to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if Prohashka goes on a free fight win streak if he beats Glover and all that kind of stuff. People and Khabib, Khabib with, yeah, it, it will always be there and. It damages the kind of legitimacy of your champions and the, and and it's probably not great for business. So I can understand why they didn't do it. However, as a fan, it it would have been better than Korean Zombie. It would have been great to see, but I can understand but, but, why they didn't do it. Korean Zombie, though, I am glad he's getting a shot because mm. he is a fan favourite. Yeah. He's got an unreal story. Comes his fights you go all the way back you can any there's not a dull korean zombie no. fight he disappeared off he wanted to do his national service so he did that oh he got injury that's, and that's then right. that wasn't it or was that injury that's in the right. aldo fight and he was was looking good like potentially right. good there like even though it was seen as complete mismatch and he was looking great and then injury yeah, national did that. service and then, but now just to come back because he he's he's it's almost like he missed a because if the fans move on and, and come in so quickly now, people didn't really know who he was. So when he came back and then they had that yeah, yeah. finish and, and stuff like that, he's got some real like people love him, and I like that. I love that he's got the one of the best nicknames yeah. in uh, in MMA. Yeah. Is do you know his t-shirt story? Do you know what happened with his t-shirts? So he used to he had the number ones. I know Did I you had have one. one. Did you have the old? Because it was the best t-shirt. Yeah. So it was the number. The, yeah, zombie. Yeah, the zombie. He yeah. never made it. That was yeah. made by another company. So he, yeah, so he never got oh, a penny really? of this stuff. So his t shirt was the number one selling t shirt in the UFC. He'd see it in all the things. And he'd look around. <laughs> somebody was making an absolute mint off him. So he brought his own one out, which was, I'm afraid, shit. But, uh, but then try. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you still see people walking around in these. But he, yeah, it was funny because he was like, he was trying to find who was making these t shirts. He was putting them out and he had zero to do with it. So I'm glad he's getting paid in some way right now because uh, he's been ripped off. Somebody's made a packet of Korean Zombie and I I don't know who. And and let's not forget in terms of Korean Zombie, you look back at that, what what Rodriguez did against Holloway recently. I know he lost, but it was a phenomenal performance. You look back at Rodriguez against Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie was winning that fight right up until those final seconds with that crazy elbow KO that Mm. Rodriguez threw. Oh, that was it. He, he he disappeared for years and came back loads better because 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 originally he was good, but he was kind of just a, a brawler, you can't yeah, get him out. Yeah. So he's re- he's a really like it was that era of really fun fighters because you know he's not going to go away. Came back, footwork on point, jab all day long. Just yeah, so much better. It's amazing. Well, we've spoke about. Um... Cejudo and the politics of the UFC of, of, you know, who's in control, where the money's at, is there enough money? And I think that's going to kind of factor into the headline fight at 270 and, and, and Francis, Lynch, which we can Lynch. talk about the situation, Lynch. you know, win, lose or draw against Garn. But I guess to start, let, let, let's talk about that fight, Garn versus Nganu. And uh, who wants to step up first on that one? Nice one, gents. Because we are gentlemen, none yeah. of us want to sort of stamp in and do that. And also, but you've look, said, exciting, "Oh, we." Right? Sorry, go on, Bry. I was going to say it's, it's it's exciting. It's got a good narrative. It's got history uh, between the two. As far as uh, Cyril Gann and and what he did with uh, Derek Lewis in his last fight to get to get the shot, style wise, he's he's awkward uh, for Ngannou. There's all the stuff that's going on outside the cage with with Francis as well. So. And it's heavyweights. It's monsters, monsters fighting each other. So it's 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 amazing. But the talk is mainly now about Ngannou's contract and not about about the fight. Well, it's it's funny what happened there because I think the main thing that this huge fight is lacking is either of the fighters talking about it and hyping it and well, giving us something to talk about. We're all really excited about it, but that pause of silence was kind of appropriate as we're a week away from this. Such and we ain't really hearing point. anything from Francis or from Cyril, other than, than, as I said, the contract stuff that's coming from the management and has been going on for ages. It's a really weird one. But, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm a huge Garn fan. Um, I remember tuning in. I think I, I must have seen his first UFC fight, but I don't remember it. But I remember tuning into his second one and thinking, 
you know, this guy moves like a middleweight. He's put to, together. He's huge and looks amazing. And then he does four rounds of just absolute dominance on the feet and submits him at the end of, oh, oh sorry, a two and a half round and, and submits him at the end of the third. And yeah, just next level. And it's, it's exciting. And it's been really interesting how quickly people have, have got on board with him. Like people are, are backing him. When, and Garnu finally beats Stepe. There was a lot of talk of this guy is going to be champ for a long, long time. Can't see this guy being beaten. But maybe because of this period out arguing over money, it, it could end almost immediately. You know, again, I'm not writing off Garnu at all. It's it's a hell of a matchup. But yeah, can't I wait. Think I, it, you... Go on, Stu. No, the the reason that I didn't just leap in is because you kind of limited us to talking about the the fight itself, when actually there's just so much extra stuff going on, which is is unbelievably exciting and and interesting. You you mentioned the contract uh, negotiations. For for ages, all I was hearing was Nganu's on the last fight of his contract. If he wins, he can command all sorts of money or he rides off to go and do something else and make money outside of the UFC. But then Dana White's come out recently saying, no, he does. He has an extra fight on his contract. So this isn't the last fight on his contract. Maybe it's something to do with if he wins as a champion. I don't know the logistics of it, but Dana White's saying it's not the last fight of his contract. Um, and then you've got obviously the fact that these, ty- these guys are, are former teammates Fernand Lopez, Francis Ngannou's former coach, Cyril Garn's current coach, is is kind of talking a bit of trash about Ngannou and saying that he was sort of uncoachable at a point and he was egotistical and all these things. And uh, then there was the released sparring footage, which was accredited to the MMA factory and Fernand Lopez, that they're putting stuff out there to make Cyril Garn look much better than Ngannou, getting in Ngannou's head and all this stuff. There's so much. And then there's that funny incident... Um, I can't remember what fight it was where Engarnu just walks past Cyril Garn and Fernand Lopez and doesn't say so anything, just ignores them. <laughs> but then Garn looks at the camera like, oh, it was just, there's so much kind of like heat behind More it. of a French accent on that yeah. noise, please. Come on. Uh, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there is, there's so much. And that's what's really exciting about it. And it's the, the storyline behind this is really interesting. I think from a storyline perspective, all the trash and everything is being talked by Fernand Lopez and Francis Ngannou, not Cyril Garn and Francis Ngannou. Maybe, maybe Garn's head is is yeah. pretty clear right now, and we saw what Garn was like in the Derek Lewis fight. Mm-hmm. He seemed so calm, so cool, just no problems. And I feel like he's going to be that way again. And when you marry that mindset up with his fight style, it just makes me think that he's gonna be, he, he's gonna win it because Ngannou. Mm. I mean, although having said that, an emotional Ngannou coming at you for the first three minutes of the fight. No, thank you. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I'd be yeah. ever side. It was Fernand. It wasn't me. It was Fernand. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I don't know. But you just you. That is such a dangerous proposition for anyone. But I can just imagine that Cyril Garner's fought power punches before with his, his, his quite a limited but very successful uh, uh, Muay Thai career and stuff. So, but I think he's I think he's experienced that he's experienced it in the gym with Engano. He's experienced it probably in fights with other people that maybe don't punch as hard as Engano, but still people that can shut your lights out very quickly. So I think he'll be able to negotiate that very well. And he's just such a well-rounded guy. You talked about submission, Pip. He's, he's, he's someone that can take people down as well. It's not his go-to, but it's a yeah. threat that he can have, especially against someone like Nganu, who isn't a great wrestler. So I, I, I think all everything to me is indicating a Cyril Garn win. Um, and even though he's someone that doesn't seem to care too much about what the crowd think, when you look back at his win over Volkov and he can just play play the safe game and, and win comfortably, but without putting himself at risk, I can almost imagine him doing something quite special and surviving the first mm. round. It looks kind of sort of even, but then he starts pulling away. And when Nganu gets tired in that third or fourth round, you might see something really special from Garn where, where he gets a stoppage victory. Wow. Um, I just want, I want to add something about the UFC, if, if that's all right. Cause uh, <clears throat> like that's, that's, 
the fight's so exciting. The fight is amazing. All the, the, the skill sets you're talking about. But the UFC are so clever. They are so clever at positioning themselves in the right spot for when stuff is happening, like these contract talks. The, this hasn't just happened over this fight camp. They've obviously had negotiations. They've dealt with Derek Lewis, his manager. Not Derek Lewis, Ngannou, his manager before. Um, it was, I don't think there's any mistake why they did the interim title so fast to kind of position mm-hmm. him so he has to unify. So it's this John Jones talk, this other talk of that, that he's going on about. I don't think that's any mistake. Also, they've done this sort of stuff before. Like the, the fact he's got this fight and another fight in his contract, usually this is the way it will work. Um, you'll get to the second to last one uh, of, before your last contract. They'll try and re-sign you. If not, they'll give you a nightmare of a last bout. Or they did this years ago. I don't know if you remember this. Andre Olofsky was the number one contender for the UFC heavyweight title. I think he lost it to maybe maybe Tim Sylvia. Yeah, so he lost it. Um, But he was the number one contender. He'd fought a couple of times since then. Then he was on his last fight of his contract. He refused to re-sign. So they buried him on the prelims. He won his fight and then they just let him disappear. So they kind of figured it all out they did this yeah. UFC 82 years ago 2008 bang and they just buried one of their biggest pay-per-view sellers and that was back then and just got rid of him because they get it's yeah, mad to think mad, of it so they're it? not unused to this I think they've they know this is a tough fight for Francis uh physically and mentally because of the skill set of Gunn, because of the history with Gunn. It's also going to be no surprise. They're not going to do what they did with Steve and Gunn. It's not going to be in one of those tiny apex cages. It's going to be in a big cage for Gunn to be able mm-hmm. to move, get him through, maybe use that movement to get him into the second, the third round. Do you think movement's key, Brian, in this? 100%. You, you cannot stand in the way of someone who hits that hard. and who, he's, he's fast as well. He's, he's deceptively fast in Gunn. So that movement, that space for Gunn to do his thing, to use his footwork, to use all the skills he's got, just puts all the, all the chips in the corner of the UFC. Because Ngannou's now talking about this fight, the boxing fight potentially with Tyson Fury. He's openly said he doesn't want to fight for less than 600k a, a fight. And what the UFC have done is they've they've given they've put everything in the favour of them getting a new champion and then having the chips back in their favour for this. So it's it's just clever stuff. And it's all positioning. They do it so well. And it hasn't just happened with this yeah. fight. This They've obviously dealt with Ngani before. They realise he's whatever, ambitious or difficult, whichever word you want to use. Um, and now they've, they've made it so that potentially this, this is the hardest fight he could have. Mentally, it's the worst fight he could go up against. Somebody who he sparred with, somebody who knows him. And then with all the stuff going outside, it's, uh, it, for me, it's massively in the favor of Ghana for this to... Uh... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To solve some of the UFC's problems as well as take the belt. Did anyone think it was strange that, you know, so close to, you know, arguably one of the toughest fights of his career, if not the toughest fight of his career, he's entertaining 
conversations on social media with Tyson Fury, you know, about a boxing match. Is that, did, did that not seem a little strange to anyone? I just, or, or is it just, you, is that's, that's, it's, it's hitting the ball that the UFC has served suppose, to him back, isn't it? In, in any way you can. They're really, they're playing all their cards and he's sitting there going, look, I'll go over here and make more money. I don't know if he's got any plans to genuinely do that. I don't think, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be up for it personally, but yeah, I think there's so much, and I think it's 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 the the negative of the UFC playing all of this stuff. That's kind of if his mind isn't in the game, it's because of the UFC and his manager rather than himself. He's 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 been, as Brian said, this has been lined up and he's been put in this position. Um, yeah, it does feel like. A movie, but I don't think we know yet who's the hero and who's the villain. Um, it's it's either Garn was the villain that walked into this gym and then left them to for fame, and they've they've built their own guy to come and conquer him, or Garn was this wonderful. Uh, uh, sorry, and Garnu was this yeah this wonderful homeless guy that has chased his dream and now. His past is coming back to. Well, it's to a good movie, though. I'm in. Now, I'm so. in. It's, it's scary yeah, when yeah. The, the, the UFC, you know, the UFC marketing PR machine gets going. Eric can just spin it so differently, can't it? You know, from Francis to you know, yeah. arguably becoming a bit of a bad guy in this fight. You know, it's 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 crazy how they can go. You know, homeless hero to this, and it's like just switched in in you know the course of one fight. Crazy. Bizarre, well, yeah, I mean, on that. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Blake. No, no, on that. No, you, when you look back at the kind of like the countdown episode for the Garn and then Garn, sorry, the Garn Derek Lewis fight, it was all like they had a quick ten second thing of. Oh, and Engano wasn't able to make the fight or something like that, or with the champion unavailable at the moment. It was like Engano said he would fight the month after. It was only three yeah. three months after he fought Stipe that they wanted him to fight again. Mm. And he said, just give me an extra month. I think I, I can't remember the exact dates, but if the fight was in September, he wanted to fight in October. And it was as simple as that. And they they didn't want yeah, that to happen. Yeah. Maybe it was, as you say, Bri, that kind of cleverness of knowing, ah, we've we've got an opportunity to 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 get a bit more power back uh, away from Ngannou as a champion, made by making an interim champ and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that like that, that is the the narratives are very easily manipulated and and twisted. But <sighs> we still love it, don't we? Like. Absolutely. It's weird though with the with the heavyweight yeah. division, and it's also weird how they treat different divisions differently. If that makes any sense? Like with the heavyweight division, so you got the Ngannou, the story, and it's it's phenomenal. You listen to that; that is a guy with literally digging sand to make money <coughs> while watching yeah. the world go round. Then they're making his own moves, like literally walking across a continent to find himself and try and make his own life in France. Find this space, mind, mind blowing. Bad. Then you add to that, they had, again, one of the potentially best American hero stories you could wish for in um, uh, Stipe Miocic and his uh, active firefighters, yeah. saving lives on a daily basis. This, this, But for some reason, they, they, they don't get behind that. They didn't get behind that. They haven't got behind the Nganu thing. So you, you always wonder what, what is going on because you think that that would sell, right? They're, they're the heroes we're looking for. Um, but it's weird how yeah. it's just portrayed. Them sort of... If any w- one of them had smashed up a a, 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 a little minibus <laughs> thing, then we'd be, they'd, they'd be going to town. But sadly, just not got That's the stories right. to tell, up. have they? On, well, before we get on to the, the rest of the card, we've, we've mentioned Derek Lewis a few times. I know we're going to talk about some, some other fights uh, a, a little bit later that have been announced this week. But what are we making of, uh, of the announcement of the Black Beast versus uh, Taito Avaza? Love it. Just Love loads it. of fun. Loads, yeah. of loads of fun. That's exactly what it's, it just makes you feel good thinking about how that fight fight's going to go because they're going to stand and bang. Ty's made the joke that yeah. I'm a wrestler. That it'll be a fun fight. He's not. He's, <laughs> it, like, listen, it's 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 an awesome fight. Personality wise, they're just big sluggers. Uh, you never the finishes they're getting in their fights mm. as well. It's ridiculous. It, when you see what they do to other monsters. And putting them to sleep is it's brilliant. So I think it's a great bit of matchmaking. 
you, you know they're going to be interviewed together <laughs> afterwards, whether it's in the octagon or at the press conference later, and they're going to be it's yeah. going to be all love. <laughs> Whoever wins, it's going to be win win, and it'll be yeah, absolutely. You, you gold. want to see that? You want to see that Can't Instagram wait. live when they're out drinking together afterwards, don't you? That's yeah. what you want to see. <laughs> Ty's right. got his yeah. shoey. Black yeah. has got I mean, his cup. Just yeah. <laughs> with his yeah. bowl. Yeah. <laughs> probably... <laughs> I mean, the size and rowdiness of them, you'll be able, probably be able to keep up to it on the news. But, but follow, follow it on a weather chart, on the weather chart rather than you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's interesting what you were saying about Nganu, um maybe having his eyes on other things. And I, I need to know, I think all MMA podcasters or reporters should have an amnesty at the moment, for getting Garn or Nganu wrong and saying Garn when you mean Nganu. Their, their, their names are too similar. We've all done it at least once. Um, but Black Beast has been talking about he wants to fight Stipe after a, a title of Asser and saying how it's mad that they've yeah. not met. They've they've both been around this amount of time in this period and they should do it. And that seems a bit mad. That It's like you've just had a really good fight announced and it's unlike... Derek Lewis to be I mean he'll talk about everything yeah. else and and post the most insane clips which is mad his Instagram is still up but but um yeah where's he get the clips guys it seemed odd get... to me that he's he's, to, he's talking Sorry, about Steve I just railroaded that where's he get these clips has he got has he got like I've no a, idea an army of people searching for these horrific things because it's it's so consistent yeah. I stumble upon the odd thing every so often uh, but the consistency yeah. and the, uh, the amount that he's able yeah. to put in it's your amazing. face and put you off your dinner is amazing. I think he's on. I think he's on yeah, a lot of dodgy him. WhatsApp groups, and he's just like, "Yep, I'll screen oh, mate, screen yeah. record that. <laughs> That's going up." <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, just one more thing. Uh, let's say Garn wins this, right? Garn <laughs> <laughs> wins this. So it- <laughs> John Jones comes back at heavyweight. Garn Jones, who takes that? Garn. It's, it's yeah. hard to call, man, with John Jones because <laughs> I've never seen him at heavyweight. It's a weird thing, and when you because he, he's that gifted as a, as an athlete, and you kind of think, well, that's at light heavyweight. But then you look at his the rest of his DNA. His brothers are American footballers, some of the best American linebackers. Mm-hmm. They're monster huge, 270, 280 plus, doing ridiculous stuff. When you see them train together, him and his brother Arthur and stuff. So you wonder if he's if he's just built for this. Mm. So I think it's a great fight, but I don't know. <laughs> is that the sort of insight you want, guys? Have... Is that why you put me? Where's I've... Sean Sheehan? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I think people have the same selective memory for for John as they do for, for Connor at times, though? Because when was the last time John looked like the John Jones we True. all hold him up to be? It, w- it wasn't in the Reyes fight. It wasn't in the the, the the Silver fight. They were razor tight. It wasn't in the OSP fight. I guess maybe Smith did that. Did he that domi- he dominated yeah, Smith just, and obviously it's... knocked out DC. Um, but yeah, yeah, say that Santos, Reyes... Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, Santos and Reyes. Yeah. I mean, Santos was doing that fight with like no knees. <laughs> he still did very well in the fight. Yeah. Reyes, yeah. I scored that fight for Reyes. Mate, I really thought tight. Reyes won that fight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with all this time out, he probably goes straight into a title fight. And I think him fighting Engano could go John Jones's way. But him fighting Garn, especially if Garn is constantly working on his, his wrestling and his grappling and stuff, because there's a big difference between Garn being able to take down or whatever in Garnu. But John Jones will will t- he's a great wrestler. He will take he took down DC for God's sake. So um, I, I think uh, yeah, I, I would lean towards Garn because I think he's got great footwork. He's got a great uh, fight IQ, and he will hit like a natural heavyweight as well. And so I would favour Garn, but I mean, John Jones is is going to be a problem for anyone. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of love for for, for Cyril Garn here. Um, have, have, is everyone thinking that he's going to beat Francis then? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, th- I, I think it's razor tight, but yeah, I'm, I'm I, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's betting against Garn is similar to betting against 
a John Jones. It's like it, it seems foolish because they're both so capable of just of finishing that it. That was but, a yeah. really good way of uh, sitting on the fence there, Pip. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> okay, mate. let's move on. <clears throat> uh, Moreno, uh, Figueredo. What are we saying about this one? This, yeah, five more rounds, please. <laughs> Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Line them up. Let's go. This is so interesting, isn't it? I, th- I kind of feel like the biggest factor in it is more Figueredo. I think we all know what we're going to get from Moreno, but with Figueredo, there's a few yeah. new things going on. He's changed camps. He's 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 now working with Henry Cejudo, whose name just keeps popping up. Do it. Cejudo's doing a really good job of keeping in everyone's minds whilst being inactive in terms of his fighting, isn't he? Like he was training Zhang Wei Li. Yeah. He's now training Figueredo. He's always there with John Jones at the moment. He's really staying in everyone's consciousness well. Um but um but I think that Figueredo, one of his biggest battles is always the scales. It's like how how well is he gonna do with the weight cut? And when you're taking on a guy like Moreno, who's got a granite chin and cardio for days, that weight cut is so important to get right. He's got to get that right in order to uh to do well against Moreno. He does hit hard enough. He hits so hard for for 125 pounds. Um but Moreno does seem to be able to take it well and deal with it well. I don't know. I, I would lean towards Moreno just because whenever you get something so close, I'd always go with the guy that won the previous encounter. So that's why I'm leaning towards Moreno. But I would not be surprised if Figueredo was able to get it done. I think in terms of personality-wise, I really want Moreno to win, though, just because I hated a lot of the weird trash talk that Figueredo was giving before their last fight, and I'm not liking what he's saying now. This whole weird narrative of, like, he... Moreno betrayed Henry Cejudo because he was part of his training camp a few years ago. And then he, he left him to be a part of Joseph Benavidez's training camp years later. And it's like, what are you talking about? Just shut up. They're just trying to create some kind of narrative yeah. where Moreno's not the good guy. And look at Moreno. He loves those funky pop figures and building Lego. He's always going to be the good guy. He's always he's got a Lego guy. strap. He's got he's his got own Lego UFC strap. Lego belt. <laughs> That's it. So, so you can't make Moreno the bad guy. Stop trying. Um, and you're just making yourself look worse, I think. So, uh, yeah, so I, I want Moreno to win. I'm going to lean towards Moreno. But th- there's a lot of, of factors. Uh, what I would say is we've seen Zhang Li go to Cejudo and improve in terms of a fight with Rose, but still lose. Figueredo, he may do the same. He may improve, but still lose the fight. And if he does lose the fight, I wonder if John Jones is thinking, maybe I've chosen the wrong camp here, boys. I mean, Pip, do, do, do we need this fight? I mean, obviously we're all, you know, hyped for it, but was there other fights that should have happened? Should Moreno have fought him again? He 100% should, in my opinion. And, and that's that's what I was going to say. Although I want Moreno to win, because obviously there's some great people in that division, but these two are so good. I want Figueredo to win, and we just keep going. <laughs> one, one, and Rest a draw. The division can retire. I mean, who. Oh, that's it. Who has a three fight. Tr- a three fight. Um, a battle, and, and it ends up in a complete draw. So we've got a draw. We'll, We've got a, a, a win. I'll take another one, and then we can just yeah keep going. Best of it's five. Such a good fight. I watched the the, the second one uh, earlier today. I watched it earlier today, and it's just a, it, Moreno was brilliant. His output was phenomenal. His grittiness. He just dealt with Figueredo brilliantly, and then to get the finish, get the, the submission. But Figueredo seemed a bit off. So it'd be interesting. He looks in ridiculous shape coming to this. There was some pre. Um, he put some stuff yeah. up on his Instagram, and he's as cut as we've ever seen him. Um, I like this fight though as well, because it, it, we could just keep going back and forth with, between these two, but Brandon Moreno, he welcomed Askar Askarov to the UFC and they fought to a draw as well. Yeah. Um, and it was like, for me, it was Askarov was um, in ACB previously as the champion and he was just unbelievable. I started commentating on his fights when he was three, two or three fights into his pro career. And he was, just unbelievable to watch. Um, but so when he came to the UFC, I thought there's no, he's going to, they'll give him these smaller ones and it will be take no time before they shoot him straight to the top of this fairly thin division to, uh, to go for the title. Mm. But then he met Moreno and that woke me up to how good Moreno is. His wrestling's good. He, he likes a fight. If it gets gritty, his scrambles are great. Um, 
So then behind this fight, you've got they just announced the Askar Askarov versus Kai Kira yeah. France. Yeah. And that, so yeah. that there's, there is, there is We're a bit of a, um, a line now forming for this division, whereas before it, it wasn't. So I can watch these go backwards and forwards. But if Moreno takes it, I want him to fight the winner of um, Askarov and Kai Kira France. Yeah, I think you're right. But also, let's not forget about Pantoja. And Pantoja's got, Ooh, I think, yeah. two wins over Brandon Moreno. I think one of them happened in the Ultimate Fighter House, and then the other one happened in the UFC. So Pantoja is is someone that with wins, legitimate wins over the champion. So, and he's another one that's been looking really good. So flyweight's looking pretty healthy. Yeah, I think we Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I can confirm that my suggestion of them just going back and forth was, was unanimously wrong. <laughs> but so no, but they should. Think... They should. If, I, no, no, I, it's I, the I biggest fight at, you mean, can do. I said Askarov, Askarov's not going to get the money. I said Askarov hasn't lost in the yeah. UFC. I said that Kai, that Kai Kara France match, that's got to be a, a, a yeah. number one contender for But, it. it, but in shout. terms of the UFC, if you've got... If you've got a draw, and then if Figgy wins this, it's one-one. Then the like, ask, yeah, yeah an amazing fight. As well. What's going to yeah. bring you the most pay-per-views? A four-fight between those yeah. two, or throwing Askar Askarov in, or Kai Kara France, or Pantoja. It's going to be the four-fight. So I think, I think as much as yeah. Yeah, flyweight is. is looking really healthy at the moment, if Figgy wins. Then you're, you're doing it. You're, you're doing another fight. You're loving me saying Figgy, aren't you, Brian? I can see you giggling. Listen, I'm, in my head, I've got to get Figgy with it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Figgy with it. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Love it. So just looking down the rest of the card, I mean, I'm also looking at the, the bats that have been cancelled or rescheduled, oh. and there's a bundle, right? Should yeah. we touch on a few of them? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, w- yes, one of them. Well, no, we're not going to get to see him getting another riding. But we haven't, we haven't seen is Greg Hardy still on the card, isn't it? Is he now fighting Spivak? No, oh. that was that was pulled um, as well. Hardy's. Oh now my in god! Yeah. So it was it was yeah. Hardy against Olinic, then it was Hardy against Spivak, and now that's completely off. Yep. Even I didn't see that. Yeah, a I finger so. injury. So Hardy's hurt his finger. Finger injury. Mm. So uh, we'll not delve wow. into that. Bloody yeah, hell. No and then, uh, obviously, it was supposed... I mean, one of the fights that was would have been one of the most exciting and interesting fights on the whole card, but I'm actually glad it's not happening, is Evluev versus uh, Taporia in the featherweight division. I don't want to see that fight now. They're like... Yeah. I, I don't think Taporia's ranked yet. Evluev's ranked about 13th. And I can see both of these guys 
getting in towards the top eight of the division quite easily. You know, I mean, it's a stacked division, but I can see them making it there. And that could be a fight down the line that's, you know, six against eight or a number one contender fight or something like that. So I'm, I'm secretly glad that that fight's not happening now and, and could ha- we actually could see it down the line. But obviously it is still a blow for the card because now you've got, I think, Taporia fighting Charles, Charles Jordan. Uh, it's a great jo- fight. Which I think is a great fight as well, particularly the way Jordan looked in that last fight where he's dominating him and then he ends the fight just screaming and running at him and going full. Like, it's, it's, yeah, he's, he's clearly at a point in his career where he's very up for it and very, and wants to just, yeah, go to the next level. So, yeah, I think that's a cool, a cool replacement for a fight, as you say, that we maybe didn't want to. Didn't want happening just now. I think we've also just stumbled on a new uh, uh, MMA chat podcast, fan podcast uh, formula. Because let's just skip the actual fights that are signed, do a podcast just on the ones that are (laughs) (laughs) cancelled. So we just go through cards that could have, would have been. Here's what you could have won. Yeah, this is it. But there's a beautiful one because at the bottom of Tapology, so it goes through all the fights that are cancelled, and it goes Israel Adesanya, Robert Whittaker, and it's not cancelled. They've listed it as fizzled, which I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that means it was not actually fizzled. signed. It was just rumoured and then... Uh, fizzled. Yeah. What, a, what an adjective. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, but Brunson, Brunson Cannoneer. Cannoneer. Yeah. yeah, that was meant to be on the card. That's been shifted to 271, which is all... But again, that's quite a good booking. I think we need to see more of this, where it's like the belt's on the line and below it, either in the co-main event or below that, you've got what is sort of, even if it's not announced as such, a number one contender fight. Because Cannoneer Brunson is probably mm-hmm. that. And to have that on the same card as Robert yeah. Whittaker, Adesanya, is a good, is a really good thing. I mean, I'd like to see more of like, the you old. Know, they used yeah. to do it all yeah. the time, right? They used to always do that as a, as a precaution mm-hmm. as well, if anyone gets injured, so you can still have someone good in your title fight. But also, it makes sense if you're tuning in to watch, to watch the champions, see the person that could be next in line. On like do their thing before. I always like to see the whole thing of like, oh, let's get them into the octagon afterwards and square them (laughs) off. You know, like we did. I know that Brock obviously was just there for a laugh and to get his contract up with uh, Vince McMahon or whatever. But like when Brock Lesnar came in and DC had just won his fight, and they were you're like, oh, I'm excited for this next fight now. This give the fans what they want. Muscly people rushed into ill-fitting suits is always <laughs> worth watching. That's another podcast we can start, boys, as well. <laughs> Let's just keep these ideas rolling. I need a big start to 2022. Um, Gents, is there any other fights on on, on 270 that you'd you, like to chat about? Or, or you mentioned a fight being moved on to another card, and we had yep. that last night, right, with the, the Michelle yep. Pereira? Fight. And he's always exciting. He's always fun to watch. Right, his his opponent is making his yeah. debut. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be see. Muslim Salikov, on my but research, uh, he dropped out. Yeah, yeah. So he's got that. But did any of you guys are used to play yes. Pro Evo? Like when they didn't have the have yeah. the rights to the actual <laughs> names yeah. of the players. One of the people that this guy had beaten is called Vanderson Silver. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking amazing. I looked and thought, oh, is this going to be Vandalay? I was like, oh, no, it's Vanderson Silva. So, yeah, it's a little, a little was also... for you. And Vanderson Silva has lost, like, 14 and won about six. So, clearly, he's just a good name to have on the card for people who don't really follow him. Right? To go, I recognise that name. I think I recognise that. I well, think yeah, this I, I uh, Pereira's opponent, Andre, I'm going to guess at his last name, Fialo, uh, he, uh, he was fighting... Yeah, <laughs> he was fighting on the uh, UAE Warriors as well, which sounds like one of the teams. You remember he had like North London Red, North London, like, yeah, <laughs> West London Blue, yeah. UAE Warriors. That sounds yeah. like it's exactly in, in, in Watford Warriors. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, um, but I mean, I will watch Michelle Pereira fight a broomstick. I love his fight style. I think he's so exciting. And even though he's not getting the opponent he wanted, I think that this would put him on a, a four-fight win streak, maybe. And also, you got to really consider that his loss prior to that was that weird illegal knee to Diego Sanchez and all that stuff. Um, so, and he was dominating that fight so easy. I know it was a stupid knee, but he, he really he should be if he wins this fight on a five-fight win streak. 
He's got to fight a ranked opponent next, I think, after this, if he wins. So, uh, yeah, yeah, always looking forward to Michelle Pereira. And then Stamen, Saeed, Nurmagomedov. Has anyone got anything they want to say about that? I, I don't think that's... It'll be good I think fun, it'll be right? fun, but it's like with um, Saeed Nurmagomedov, they tried to put him against the wrestler last time. I say tried. I've forgotten what the opponent's name was. And he lasted about 50 seconds with him. He starched him with a jab and then finished him on the ground. This Cody Stamina is a phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal mm-hmm. grappler. It's uh, a much mm-hmm. and a more um, seasoned test as far as some of the people he's fought. He has got some, he's coming off two losses, yeah? Two losses. Um, yes, yeah. I mean, but the last one, I think, or the one yeah. fought was, was Mirab Devashvili, who just kind of beat him at his own game. Mirab is an absolute beast. There's no any, shame anyone. in losing to him. He's, Absolutely. He's so I, I think it's a real test for saying the Magomedov. Um, can he really cope with, with the wrestlers? And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm always excited. Anyone in the Magomedov is always good to see in, in the cage and his style as well. It's much different to uh, um, Habib's, much more striking based, big knockout power. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real test, real test for him. And um, we'll see. We'll see. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd quite like Stu to tell us about Kay Hansen's opponent. <laughs> you got that on your. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find screen, it. Mate. You funny brick. Let's have a look. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's fighting Jasmine. That'd be a great fight. What's her last name? Jasmine who? <laughs> Jasmine who? <laughs> right, here we go. Strap in. Right, strap in. Here we go. Uh, before you go, before you go, Stu, before you go, before you go, I believe in you, yeah? I believe in you. Go for it. Thanks, brother. Jazzy. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Jazu Davis. Go on. Go on, bro. What is it? Jazu Davisius. I'd go with that. There you go. Not not bad. There you go. Davisius. Okay. Good work, mate. (laughs) I'm looking if there's any more. Wrestling that one in there. Um, Let's not make this uh, a new new feature on the podcast. <laughs> Stu pronounces. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's been a few other fights announced this week. Should we touch on a few of them before we start to, to wrap things up? Or is there anything else 270 any of you gents want to sort of talk about? No, I, do, I think it's... I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing Rodolfo Vieira yeah. again, because I thought he came... He's obviously so decorated. He came out looking like a monster and gassed so quickly in that and got and got tapped out in, yeah. in that day. Fluffy I Hernandez, think. wasn't it? But he is, yeah, he is like legendary and looks like he's built for it, but maybe the look is the problem kind of thing. But yeah, I'm interested to see what he can do. So I, uh, I've, I've, I called uh, some of Adolfo's first MMA fights and it was amazing from fight to fight. I called three of them in total, fight to fight, how quickly... He progressed, so the, the, yeah. he finished all in the, in the first round. But with every time I watched him, there was big. He's one of these people. Obviously, takes to mm-hmm. stuff like this very well. You look at what he's achieved in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu alone, but his striking is coming on a lot compared to and mixing it in. So he's one of these that I think mistakes will happen, but I think he's somebody that will make huge leaps off the back of mistakes. Um, and. Uh, I'll always regret. I was in Australia with with uh, he was fighting on one of the cards down there. I was in Australia, and somebody said, "Oh, two people are off for a roll. Do you want do you want to come for a roll?" And I was like, "Nah, I'm a bit tired. I'm going to go get some food." Came out, and everybody was buzzing. And I'm like, "What's what's happened?" And Rodolfo Vieira was just rolling with people upstairs, and I oh, missed no. it oh, with some shit chicken wings <laughs> and a flat beer, boys. <laughs> No, and mate, everybody, I'm, I, so every time I see him, I'm like, and now he doesn't fight. He obviously fights with the UFC. I'm like, I could have, I could have got mauled yeah. by Adolfo Vieira. Just missed out on it for Amazing. some shit chicken wings and a flat thing. <laughs> okay, uh, Masvidal, Covington, thoughts on that one, fellas? It's marketable and it? it's a bit of fun. It had to happen in the end, so I'm it really. You'd 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 think easy. You'd, you'd just looking at how they both fared in both their matches with Usman. You'd imagine it's a Covington, you know, trying to get his way back to the title uh, performance. But yeah, I'm expecting yeah. a Covington win relatively easily as well. Either a dominant decision or maybe a late finish. I don't think Covington has anywhere near the 
punching power of Usman, so I can't imagine him getting a, a knockout or anything like that. But I think it's just going to be that constant pressure, that that cardio, and it will just grind Masvidal down, especially with takedowns and performances from top uh, punches from top position and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, what it does is it really speaks to the marketability, as you say, Pip of both Masvidal and Covington as a pairing to be able to headline a pay-per-view event. The two of them headline it with no belt on the line, no kind of, no BMF, um, you know, pageantry going on. None of that stuff. It is just two guys with bad blood that are names in the, in the business. And that's enough to headline a main event. And I I think that's a really great thing going forward because you don't always need a belt on the line. There's plenty of fights outside of McGregor where you can go, do you know what? Watching these two as a main event on a pay-per-view, five rounds is exactly what I want to see. And I couldn't care less about whether there's a belt on the line or not. Um, so yeah, maybe it, it opens that door to, to more fights like that, which I'd love to see. How much of an, an effect do we think... You know the 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 knockout Masvidal got was was brutal. Do we think we'll see maybe a more cautious Jorge moving forwards now? Maybe a little bit more protective of the chin. Do you think he'll fight a little smarter? I don't think he's got caution in his DNA. <laughs> I think he's he's a violent boy, and that's. But then it's. I mean, it's interesting because because when he started in the UFC, even he was a lot more cautious, and he he wasn't this kind of wild knockout artist that that he he came to be um so yeah i guess you never know but i think he's built this character so much now he's he's too he's he's backed it it's too much to back down at this point it'd be interesting if there's odds on whether this fight will make it because they've got to do a lot of press together and masvidal is proved with the leon edwards stuff he's not one to mess about and uh i mean i think the 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 build-up should it get to the fight, will be much better than the actual fight. But um, uh, it's whether whether it will, because I, I think there's, they're going to be in close yeah, quarters really interesting point. going forward for the, the press build-up. But that's exciting as well, isn't it? Let's, let's yeah, because it's really interesting because of how opposite they are, how it's kind of accepted that Covenant is so much a character. And Masvidal is like, again, it's why that um, Edwards thing happened and he was saying it's like no no I, I don't know what we're talking about this whole always oh, selling a fight if someone says something then they've said it and we're yeah. and we're going he's not he's not part of this new world of MMA where it's all just it's all just as Colby said to us man it's all just to yeah. sell the fight mate Be like nah <laughs> you'll, you'll get the fight cancelled <laughs> if, you, if you, you pull that with Masvidal Blake what do you think well, no, just uh, I think I kind of just echo everything these guys say. I mean, I, I would I would say that I think I think Masvidal is actually he's actually at times a cautious fighter. Just in terms of, I think he's actually his technique is underrated. I think people have seen what he did to Askren and to yeah. Till, but he's still technically very good and an astute striker. I know he started off doing the kind of backyard brawl stuff and all of that, but I have, I have no doubts that yeah. Masvidal is just, is, is a great striker, both, both offensively and, and defensively as well. So uh, I don't think that'd be an issue. I think, as I mentioned earlier, Covington doesn't hit anywhere near as hard as Usman. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think there'll be more caution from Masvidal. Maybe there'll be more, focus or awareness I don't know if you'd label that as caution because I think maybe with Usman he wasn't expecting Usman to be able to do anything like that to him and now he's gone oh shit that that can happen to me so I don't think he'll be more cautious I just think he'll be more aware but again I think Covington's game is peppering you a bit with the strikes and going into the takedowns especially like that part of his game was taken away from him in the Usman fights really because Usman's such a good wrestler you're just going to gas yourself out trying to wrestle someone like Usman Masvidal's not that guy, so I, I really think that he'll be able to, uh, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Oh, oh, I've just been. Ah, oh, my internet connection is unstable. I've been rambling on, and everyone was frozen. But basically, <laughs> Covington will probably win. That's that's the end result of what I was saying. Golden. Yeah. And so, as, <laughs> you know, looking at how this all pieces together, you know, in, in that division now, does that does that mean that Leon's going to get the shot? He should do. 
Yeah, Dana said this week in 100% it's Leon. Oh, really? Yeah, he said that. He said that. I've forgotten which outlet asked the actual question, but he came back and said, um, yeah, 100% Edwards is, is next. Oh, I mean, Great. is there a better place to, to, to wrap than that? A bit of good news for Leon Edwards. Yeah. Well, the other bit of good news is that they, Finally. I think they've said March 19th, the London card is happening. That's another Ooh, bit of good really? news. That's what I've heard on the grapevine. Any, any, very fruity grapevine. Well, I think Dana basically said as much in an interview with Adam Catterall, and uh, I might have been Instagram messaging a, a recent guest we had on the show, Stu, who's, who's got his fingers in all the MMA pies. He knows what's going down, and he he said it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been oh, bravo. Me... Let's finish. Get Edwards. Get Edwards. Let's leave it on that pit bombshell. <laughs> Get Figgy and Pippi on the pod and let's go. Come on. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Pip, Bright, thank you so much for joining us again. It's, uh, it's always an absolute blast and a pleasure. You too, gents. Always a pleasure, Blake, gents. we're back next time, right? Oh, we are back next time. Thanks very much, guys. Oh, Brian's got his hand up. Yes, Brian, what would you like I've to say? I've got my hand up yeah. in the school way. Just wanted to give a shout. I'm wearing this to remind me, and that's what just did remind me. Great Britain top team has opened in South London now. So just a shout out to that. They're doing uh, some phenomenal facility. If people are in that area and they want to go and check out some of the training, the wrestling, the jiu-jitsu, the MMA, gbtt.co.uk, first session free. Go support Mr. Brad Pickett because they're open and creating monsters. There you go. Love to see it. Love it. We've seen some of the footage that some of the fighters and Brad have been putting up on their socials. Uh, it looks phenomenal. It's, be- it's it's ridiculous, and it's all come together. I've been I've, obviously I've known Brad for a long time. He's been years in the making. This it's been, they've been floating around gym to gym. We've been very nice to let them use spaces to try and train in a, a professional team, but it's it's not how how it should work. And now he's got a phenomenal uh, business partner who's helped him set all this up. It looks amazing. Uh, he's got a real spring in his step. There's a big difference already in what they're doing as, as, as a team down there. So, yeah, yeah, just big congrats. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Right, gents, see you next time. Bye. Bye.